Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is July 14, 2017, Friday. Today, we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on page 68, reading two paragraphs, beginning, perhaps there's a better way, and ending the second paragraph with, at once we commence to outgrow fear. The reference number for yesterday's meeting, Thursday, July 13, is 10151. The reference meeting for this morning's meeting at 7 a.m. is 10153. The previous number is for the 10 a.m. meeting, 10151. The OA preamble. Oh, today's readers are, sorry about that, Matt M. for the 12 Steps, Kayla K. for the 12 Traditions, Stephanie L., Linda D., and Lynette T. The OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Matt M. to read the 12 steps. Can you hear me, Elaine? Yes. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Madam Compulsive Overeater. Here are the 12 steps to adapt to throw over anonymous. Number one, we admit it. We are powerless over food that our lives have become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, made a fearless and searching moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so, injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and our power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me be Thank you, Matt. I will now ask Tala Kay to read the 12 traditions. Tala, star one to unmute. Good morning. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Thank you. Thank you, Elaine, for your service. Good morning. This is Tala Kay, Grateful Compulsive Eater from Boston. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority. A loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. 
five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. My path. Peace. Thank you so much, Tala Kay. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 68. Paragraph 2, which begins, perhaps there is a better way, through two paragraphs ending with, at once we commence to outgrow fear. I will ask Stephanie L. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California. (sighs) Perhaps there is a better way. We think so, but we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the, the world to play the role he assigns, Just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is that faith means courage. All men of courage or all men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. At once, we commence to outgrow fear. And this is really two power-packed paragraphs. And, you know, we've been um, the last couple days um, reading about, you know, fear. And um, I... It's funny how I read what I need to read when I need to hear it and how my higher power talks to me through, um, through this book. Um, you know, I spent so much of my life relying on, inf- you know, finite me versus infinite God. And, you know, I'm, I want to refer back to page 53 and we agnostics um, where it says, you know, we have to fearlessly face the proposition that either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? And, you know, for me, God has to be everything. And, you know, what I really struggle with is the trust piece. I grew up with a higher power that was punishing and was waiting for me to make a mistake and was, 
you know, that punishing God and at the same time the Santa Claus God who, you know, um, I, I, I talked at, I demanded things from, and then I hid from. And how, how could I trust a God like that? I couldn't, you know. And, you know, today um, this program is saving my life. And I have to humbly admit to myself and humbly believe that there is a God and I'm not him. Um, when I'm in charge in my finite humanness, things become really, really messy. Um, so I've got to trust that infinite God. And then that second paragraph where, you know, we, we read about faith means courage. It takes a lot of courage for me to, to put aside all the things that I think I know about myself and, and my life and, you know, the tapes that play in my head about being strong and never showing weakness and, you know, having to control everything and never, never let anyone see you sweat and, you know, work hard and, you, you know, think good things will happen. Um, it takes a lot of courage to, you know, to not believe those old tapes and say, you know, and truly believe that, you know, I need a power greater than me. And I, when I trust that power greater than me, amazing things happen. And then it says here, you know, we ask that God to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. And, you know, I want to refer to page 87 um, in the big book where it says, you know, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and we ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves that we are no longer running the show humbly saying to ourselves many times each day thy will be done. And when I do that, when I do pause and I do, you know, ask my, my God, what would you have me do? Who would you have me be? What is, you know, and then I always finish that off with, I trust you. Whether I, whether I believe it in that minute or not, I finish it with, I trust you. Thy will not mine be done. Um, There's a lot of things um, happening right now. I'm trying to sell my house. Every day, you know, I give that to, give it to God. Uh, There's some other things going on. And, you know, fear has been um, a big one for me over the last couple weeks. And um, you know what? It's none of my business. I have a God who is infinite, who is the powerful creator of this universe. And um, I have to trust that that God has my best interest at heart and that God's plan is infinitely better than my selfish self-centered, you know, wants and needs that stem from fear of not getting what I want, being, you know, things being taken away from me that I have, my fear stems from that. So I've got to trust that infinite God that his plan is far greater than mine. And when I do that, I can find that peace and serenity um, that, you know, we're promised um, in this book. So with that, I will pass and thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Stephanie L. So we'll take six readers to comment on what Stephanie just read. Who'd like to share? Janice L. Lori T. I heard Janice Lori. Reggie O. And Melissa. Reggie O. Did you speak earlier, Reggie? I heard one other person. Oh, great. Okay, great. And um, two more people. Sylvia and one more. Penny Elsie. Penny Elsie? Okay, great. Great lineup. So we've got Jamie, if you could give me your first initial of your last name when you share. And same with Laura after Jamie, Reggio, Melissa C., Sylvia F., and Penny Elsie. Please go ahead, Jamie. Was it Janice M.? Oh, Janice, I'm sorry, I'm not even reading my own writing. That's correctly. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I understand. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning to you, Elaine. Good morning. And all that getting, get understanding, yes. Okay, my name is Janice, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Well, the second paragraph, the first sentence says, perhaps there is a better way. We think so. Now, what are they talking about? Well, I believe they're talking about the better way is there is a better way than depending on self. Because when I depend on me, I don't know about you, but everything that I depended upon, especially when it comes to fear and all that, because I was thinking that I had the outcome, 
and I knew the result. I better put my my timer on. Um, it didn't turn out that way because I, I was an illusion. I thought I knew. So self-reliance didn't work for me in a lot of things, whether it was the food, whether it was my son, whether it was circumstances. So now there's a better way. Now, this is the fourth step. So we've, we've made a decision in the third step to depend and rely on this program that we're going to get a new director, a new father, or whatever it is, okay, whoever it is. So what it says here, we never apologize for God. That's whom I call my higher power. Instead, we allow him to demonstrate, to show that what he can do. Now, here's a prayer, and this is the, the fear prayer. We ask him, and when we ask him, that's a prayer. Any time you see the word ask. We pray, please, God, remove my fear and direct our attention to what he would have me be. Now, the results are doing what the next sentence is. At once, he com- we commence to outgrow the fear. Now, that doesn't mean for me that, okay, once I do this, I'm never going to be afraid. No, I'm going to outgrow the fear. The more I rely, the more I trust, the more I have confidence in this higher power, not me, then I will see the results and I'll be able to trust more because fear with me is all about me. And I'll give you an acronym. And I don't know if you've heard it before. People say, oh, yeah, it's this, this, and this. But fear is for frustration. E is for, uh, I'm sorry. Fear is, F is for frustration. E is for ego. That's me. That's not God. That's my ego. A is for anxiety. And R is for resentment. That's me. All that. That's not God. Now, in order to to not fear, I need to, it tells me, to trust. They don't exist in the same, they just can't exist together. So trust, T-R-U-S-T. Try really using Step two, step three, and you will find a relief. I'm telling you, it works every time. I, I use it all the time. And is that for me to say goodbye? Yeah. That's okay. Thank you. And I, yeah, sure. And I pass. Thank you. Didn't, didn't realize it was so loud. Thank you, <laughs> Janice. No, Laura, I believe it's F, but please confirm your last initial will be followed by Reggie O. Please go ahead, Laura. Okay, thank you, and it's Lori, and it's Lori T. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Um, so, yeah, so it says perhaps there is a better way, and right before that, um, it's, it's a better way than what? Um, it was relying on self-confidence, which didn't fully solve the fear problem, and I just kind of think about like a Rubik's Cube or a combination lock, like if I have most of it solved, like on a combination lock, I've maybe got two of the three right numbers. I haven't fully solved it, which means I haven't really solved it at all, which means self-confidence really didn't solve the fear problem or any other problem. That means any other problem that I have in my life to me. And so perhaps there's a better way, which to me I think is the full solution. It's the full combination. It's getting every side of the Rubik's Cube right. And that is the basis of trusting God, meaning that that's, that's where I'm starting from. That's, that is the bottom line. That's like um, the first thing I do as I try to solve my problem um, is to trust him. And the other thing that really struck me was, <laughs> was we never apologize for God. And I remember years ago, oh, my mother... I she did something and I went back to the individual and I said, I am so sorry for her. I just I I, I just don't know what to say. I'm just embarrassed. And that's what it reminded me of because, you know, I do sometimes tend to apologize for God in the sense that I apologize for the current circumstances to other people and, and that is what what God is demonstrating through us at that moment. And so it helps me, I believe it will continue to help me, and I'm still new, so I'm just baby, but um, I believe that that sentence will help me take life with the attitude that I don't have to, I mean, tragedies happen, bad things happen, things don't work out, 
you know, people are disappointed and they share those things with me. But I don't have to apologize for God. And God is, God is doing what he's doing right now. So I don't have to apologize for the conditions um, of what's happening. And I also don't have to apologize for the fact that I'm depending. I'm depending on the fact that this is God right now happening and I don't have to apologize, which means that I don't have to feel regret or feel sorry or feel bad. I simply have to trust him and rely on him and let him. And all those are really active words. So I have to kind of let him do these things, not just be God, but let him do these things as God and demonstrate to me what he can do. And then the last thing um, I especially love at once we commit to outgrow fear because the only thing before I was outgrowing was my clothes. And it's a really nice feeling to think I can outgrow fear. That's going to be a really wonderful sensation to, to get out of that. So thank you so much for letting me share this morning. Thank you for the meeting. Good to be here. Thank you, Lori T. Reggio, you're up next, followed by Melissa C. Good morning, Elaine. Thank you so much for your service and everybody that's on the call this morning. Um, I'm Reggie O. in the Los Angeles area, greater Los Angeles area, and a very grateful recovered compulsive eater. Um, you know, I I came into this program because my self-reliance had failed me. You know, I came into this program because I could not stop eating compulsively, and it was impacting and had impacted for many, many years every area of my life. And... Um, so I had to find a different way, you know, and in the in the first step, you know, I had to admit that I was powerless over compulsive eating. Uh, again, my, my ways, my, my plans, my attempts to had never worked out. Uh, and then I had to come to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. And for me, like someone said before, I had to, I actually had to find a God that I would be, uh, that I would be willing to, uh, let restore me to sanity and start to give my life over to because I also had a very punishing God and feared that God would take away from me what I loved the most. So I, I had a surrender was a big issue for me, but you know, you go through the steps, you put down the food and then get to the third step. And, you know, I uh, made a decision to turn my will and my life over to the care of God, a God that I would could, could trust that with and every area of my life with and you know and then here it's saying yeah you know once the coming into program and starting the steps the basis was putting down the food and abstinence and now getting to this point when i've decided to turn my will and my life over to the care of god it is trusting and relying upon that god and not not myself you know my finite self and you know and i i have to remember that you know earlier in the book it says that that power lies can be found only that great reality can be found only deep within me so that god is always is always there uh inside me you know and uh i'm in the world it says to play the role that god assigns boy what a great my, my goodness that is such the role God assigns in every area, professionally, in relationships, you know, in program, you know, walking down the street, I'm in the world to play the role God assigns. That, that really gives me a great deal of comfort. And to the extent that I do what he would have me do and, and rely on God, uh, I get the serenity that's promised and, you know, the serenity prayer. Uh, the, you know, courage, uh Everyone, it says faith, faith and fear actually can't exist in the same place. And all, all of us, when we are in faith, when I'm in faith, I'm given courage. And I, I, that's good to remember, courage to face whatever life shows, you know, whatever life uh, shows up, uh, whatever shows up in my life for me. And, I, you know, I, tr- I trust my God, never apologizing and letting God demonstrate through me what he would, you know, what God would have me do. Uh, asking him at once when I feel fear to remove that, and I'll pass this, finish right now, to remove my fear and direct my attention to what he would have me be, and at once we commence to outgrow fear. That's a really beautiful, beautiful uh, ending to that fear section, and thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Reggio. Melissa C., you're up next, followed by Sylvia F. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C., Recovered compulsive overeater in New York. Um, I'm able to be heard? Yes, you are. 
Thank you. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I, I had an incredible um, example of how I outgrew fear just this week. I went um, to the dentist on Tuesday, and, you know, who to think? Like, I came into this program initially because I was overweight and miserable, and, you know, no diet ever promised um, removal of fear of the dentist. And, um, but my God, my God has, you know, and um, so right before I went to the dentist, um, someone called me from program asking if she could share like her 10 step work with me. And, you know, I said, absolutely, you know, Um, and I told her I had a limited amount of time because I had to be at the dentist. And right before we got off the phone, she said, "Um, well, I'll pray for, I'll pray for your dentist. And, I thought, oh, gosh, that's really lovely. Like, what a great, you know, we had a great conversation. I went into the dentist, and I sat down, and when I sat in the chair, um, I've been afraid of the dentist all my life. It's gotten better, you know. But when I sat in the chair, I felt for a moment that, like, that beginning of my heart pounding. And I looked at my dentist, like, in the face, and I gave her a big smile, and I asked her how her day was, and um, I told her that I was – you know, that I was praying for her. She was in my prayers and I was hoping she was, you know, having a great day. And she looked like so overwhelmed that a patient is sitting in her chair asking how she was. And, um, and she was like, oh, well, thank you so much. And, you know, and so as she began to work on my mouth, any time that I got nervous, you know, where I thought for a second, oh, my gosh, I don't know where to put my tongue. You know, now they're in my mouth. What if I can't breathe? Like all those old fears. All I did, you know, was meditate on God and God's love for my dentist and for her assistant. And I've never had such a peaceful procedure. And I had like three or four cavities filled and um, without fear. And so I commenced to outgrow fear. And you know, this program really works. God really works. Um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Sylvia F., you'll be followed by Penny Elsie and then a special announcement. Sylvia? Good morning, Elaine, and good morning, visionaries, and thank you for your service. Um, so I guess I've been listening to all the shares, and I love uh, the shares, and I love what's said, and I was thinking about if I was first listening to this meeting and um, if I was a newcomer and what this would sound like, and it might be terrifying. And so I guess I was thinking back to, to to the way I had to hear this. And so when it says we can trust infinite God rather than our finite selves, when I came in, I could absolutely uh, understand that whatever I'd been doing was not working. Um, you know, I, I had gotten to morbid obesity. Um, my work life was in shambles. I, you know, I couldn't sleep at night because I was always reacting to other people. But I didn't know this. I just knew that um, I just felt like uh, things were crazy. And so I ended up in an OA meeting and and um, and started to hear about uh, this thing called God and um, and this thing called self will. And so early on, you know, I just walked in and said, okay, I, I, have to, I have to believe in not me. And my God became not me, not me. And so I had a sponsor who said, look, if you need to take a rock and put it out there, that can be God. It doesn't matter as long as you know it's not you. And that was a huge, huge part of my recovery because I had to have a place to start. And then it, if it sounds like, you know, uh, everybody on this line is so recovered and, you know, it's just wonderful and beautiful and we always go to God, I find that this is pretty much a muscle that I have to practice and lift on a daily basis. And as I do it, it becomes easier. So, uh, you know, I, I was so miserable. I didn't think about whether it was going to be God, whether I was going to call it God, or it, it did not matter. My experience has been as, as we trust infinite whatever rather than our finite selves, I get a serenity, I get a calmness. And if I'm back in self-will, there's an agitation and a franticness, and I now can feel the difference. 
And so that, that's this practice that we're trying to get to, and we're starting right here, and it'll be a practice throughout the rest of the book and throughout the rest of the steps and throughout the rest of my life. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Sylvia. So, Penny Elsie, you're up next, and then we're going to have a special announcement from Amy G. Thank you, Elaine. Good morning, and good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny Elsie, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the state of Washington. And what I appreciated was looking at um, the 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 difference of if faith means courage, what is the courage that I need to take? And that courage is that is that bit of excuse me, someone's unmuted. Um, that bit of action. I can take some action. And what is the action that I need to take? Well, that action is is there outlined in asking. It's asking for God to come in. And that's my bridge between the fear and the faith. If I'm willing to ask and willing to let God remove that fear. But I do have to participate. I can't just sit back and expect it to just magically happen. I need to be willing to do what I can. Um, And I can't rely on myself because myself is what brought me into the fear in the first place. So that's not going to be the solution by any means. But God is. God is the solution every time for me. And I love that as they took us through um, all of this, these paragraphs and these explanations about fear and fear in, in my life, um, they, they, they take me through the truth, but there's always that thread of hope. And here we end up with a solution a solution of how to deal with the fear. I love it that this book is so full of solutions. It gives me the tools. It gives me the prayer to say. It gives me that hope that when I say that prayer, I can trust that that fear will be removed because I've learned to trust and rely on my God through doing this step work. And I just have to remember, do I want to be a host to God or a hostage to fear? And I'll tell you what, I think I'll choose being a host to God each time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Penny Elsie. Amy G. Can you hear me? Yes. Well, hello, everyone. Please listen closely. I'm going to cue the music. Somebody wants your attention. That's right, folks. Bruno Mars and I want your attention, please. It is convention time. It is so exciting. September 15th through the 17th, The Vision for You presents The Power of the Big Book, a weekend of inspiration, education, motivation, and fellowship for all your wonderful and sexy selves. Your treasured seat is waiting for you at the Liberty International Airport Again, September 15th to the 17th in Newark, New Jersey. For all things convention, go to www.avision4u.info. We've got a Renaissance Hotel, great rates, great rooms a mile away from the Marriott, because unfortunately the Marriott is full. So we've got the Renaissance ready to roll. We have a shuttle going at all hours. It's going to be a rockin' time. But the deadline is August 24th. So get your registration in, book your hotel, get the gas in the car, and let's get ready to, rum- to, to rumble, to rock and roll. And remember what your higher power says about you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Wait, there's more. 
just wanted everyone to hear how fine they are. And with that, I will give it back to you. <laughs> thank you, Amy, and thank you, Bruno, too. <laughs> okay. So back to our reading today, for those of you who uh, who joined us a little later, um, we're on page 68 in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are reading the second and third paragraph, beginning with perhaps there's a better way, and ending with at once we commence to outgrow fear. Who would like to comment on those two paragraphs today? Jody EQ. Sherry KB. I heard Jody EQ and Sherry KB. Anybody else? Sue M. Sue M. And what's that? Santa F. I thought I heard Brittany. Brittany. Thank you. And one more. Thank you. Uh, Linda B. Oh, that was Martha F. Okay, Martha. Yes. Thank you. Melanie. All right. Um, okay, let's start with this lineup. Uh, Jody EQ, Sherry KB, uh, Martha S or F, I'm not sure. Sue M, Brittany, and Linda, I'll need your initials of your last name if you share. We're going to start with um, Jody EQ. Please go ahead, Jody. Thank you very much. This is Jody EQ, gratefully recovered. Anorexic, bulimic, and compulsive overeater in California. This is, these are some of my very, very favorite paragraphs. And I don't, you know, I feel fear right now. Just sharing on the line brings up fear for me. It comes up all the time. But this tells me what to do with it. <laughs> it tells me to um, trust and rely upon God rather than on my finite self. So if there's something I feel like I want to do, I want to share on the line, but I'm afraid, all I have to do is take a deep breath and ask God to remove that fear and show me what he would have me be. And immediately I get a sense of what God would have me be. God would have me Feel the fear and do it anyway. Speak up, share if you want to share. And just ask in that moment, God, put the words in my mouth that you want me to say. I'm just one more bozo on the bus. I'm just one more compulsive overeater. But when I put God in charge of my voice, of my life, of my actions, I can I can act. And miraculously, you know, I can help somebody else sometimes. Not all the time, but maybe I can. And that's not me. That's not my small self. That's my higher power working through me. So, yeah, I can feel the fear, which is always there. Ask God to remove it. Do the thing that I feel directed by my higher power to do. And then I get to see the evidence that God is real because I'm able to do things that I know I can't do on my own. Whether it's speaking on this line or doing something much bigger. Teaching a yoga class or giving a massage or walking a pilgrimage, whatever it might be. So I'm just so grateful for these paragraphs because they do indeed, this program does indeed enable me to match calamity with serenity. Wow. Calamity. Anything. Any horrible thing that might happen, I can match that with serenity when I trust and rely on God. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Jody EQ. Sherry KB, you're up next, followed by, I believe it was Martha S. Thank you so much. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Great for recovery, compulsive reader. Thank you so much for your service. And welcome to anybody new on the line, and welcome to all of us on the line. Um, these paragraphs are just really beautiful, and they really touch me a lot. And what I read into them is a lot about trusting my higher power. There's like um, so many words in here about trust and about faith. Um, and just just and just what I love is that i'm I'm being guaranteed that if I rely on my higher power 
and I turned to my higher power for help to ask in my prayer, what would you have me be, God? Um, and I asked, please remove my fear at once. It, it commences to remove, I, and I outgrow the fear. That blows my mind because I've experienced that since I've been doing um, the steps this way in this book. And um, trusting my higher power, and with that, my my higher power keeps growing bigger and bigger, and my my self reliance is getting smaller and smaller. And I love words, so you know, infinite means limitless or endless, never ending, impo- yeah, impossible to measure without limits or boundaries. And finite means having limits and restricted. So I know, for me, um, whenever I'm trying to run the Sherry Show, it doesn't go very well. And I know when it's my higher powers will because no obstacles seem to get in my way. Everything seems to fall into place. And so when I trust my higher power, rely on my higher power, my fear does get removed. And that, you know... You know, my life was ran on fear. Um, I made decisions on fear, um, and now I have a better way to live. And um, it keeps growing and keeps getting better. And the fact that I can, that my higher power can match calamity with serenity. And I have been in a lot of chaotic situations uh, lately, and I notice how calm I am. And I know it's not my doing because that would not be my normal way to react. And it's just that I have faith and I have courage and I trust my higher power. And I trust that my higher power is going to take care of me. And I will say how I grew up is I was taught never to rely on anything but myself. And if I did, I was weak. And what I noticed, how much strength I have relying on this power than on my finite self. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. Martha S., you're up next, followed by Sue M. Hi, this is Martha S. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Thank you for your service. It's Martha S. This is Sam, an upstate New York recovered compulsive eater. Glad to be able to join you this morning. Uh, my experience in step four, and these pages are about step four, is that um, coming in as an agnostic, I wasn't quite ready even after doing the fear inventory and saying the fear prayer for every one of my fears. I wasn't really quite ready in that first paragraph we read to um, be living on a different basis of trusting and relying upon God. Um, My experience was that I had to follow the instructions for all of the steps uh, and get through step nine um, in particular to have that connection and be able to start to trust the higher power and even have a a feeling of what that higher power is for me. And then practicing 10, 11, and 12 every day for the past two and a half years in recovery has deepened that trust. But I think this paragraph speaks more to maybe some people's experience, but those of us who had a uh, spiritual awakening of the educational variety, we might not feel that trust um, in step four. And that's okay as, as long as we continue through the step work. Um, step 12 promises us that as a result of working the steps, we'll have a spiritual awakening. Um, the last thing I wanted to mention that was helpful for me was um, the second paragraph, the fear prayer. Uh, we ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. So it was what would, what would God have me be, not what God have me do. I already have you know, enough stuff on my to-do list. Um, um, I, don't, I don't need more things to do. I already you know, have, I do actions willingly every day. I stay connected with my higher power and stay recovered. But what would God have me be? Would God have me be safe and okay? God have me compassionate, patient, tolerant. They're all adjectives, and it's all, all pretty straightforward. <clears throat> Not too complicated. Um, and I have experienced um, outgrowing fear. An example is the fear of making phone calls in the program. I used to be really nervous about making phone calls, and um, that fear has been removed. And also a lot of fear around sponsoring has been removed. 
Um, I'm more reliant on my intuition for my higher power and fear around sponsoring has been removed. So I see that it definitely works and um, and I'm really grateful for the program and I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Martha S. Sue M., you're up next, followed by Brittany. Hi, this is Sue M. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Sue M., great Greatly, gratefully recovered compulsive reader in Massachusetts, and only my maybe first or second time sharing like this on the line. So I'm nervous. Fear, fear, fear. And I was praying as I was waiting my turn. Um, and I wanted to say thank you, moderator, and thank you, Katie, for your fun announcement with Bruno. I, I it brought such a big smile to my face. I, I, you know, I was thinking how this is like really heavy duty stuff that we read about and we share on and we are working through. And I love laughter. Laughter is medicine as well. And I love silliness. And silliness always reminds me of being childlike. And I try. I pray daily to be childlike with my God, with my program, um, <clears throat> just so that I I can remember that I'm not a know-it-all and, and, you know, just because I'm recovered, you know, I, I don't have all the answers and I haven't arrived. And so I, I love the silliness. Um, so thank you. That was really fun. Um, and so fear, yeah, I could can so relate to that. I, I lived before recovery. I lived, I woke up every day with in anxiety and fear. Like that's just how I lived my life. That's how I made all my decisions. I didn't know that was what I was doing at the time, but that is how I, I lived. Whether there was something going on or not going on, I just woke up with a nervous feeling in my stomach every day. And, um, and, and that's how I progressed through the day and, and you know, made all my decisions and, and functioned. And um, I'm so grateful that I don't have to live in fear. Do, does fear come up for me? Absolutely, it does. But my sponsor taught me this, and this has been like a charm for me. Um, I say, God, I am yours, and I trust you. And I say that, oh, and it's so short and simple. I, you know, I'm in work. I work with clients all day long. If someone irritates me, I might not be in fear, but if someone irritates me, I go right to that because I remind myself, that reminds me that that God is in charge. Like God is on the show. He's here. I don't have to. Um, and, and oftentimes when I am getting annoyed, irritated, restless, discontent, there's, there's fear under, underlying that. Um, and then a new one, that, that's my, my go-to mantra, daily, 300 times a day. And then a new one that I um, just heard that I'm really loving is, um, relax, I am here, you are safe, and all is well. And then I added in this moment. And <clears throat> my sponsor also um, turned me on. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you. I will pass. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Sue M. Thank you for sharing. And Brittany, may we have the first initial of your last name as you begin? Uh, yes, this is Brittany Ann uh, doing the deal with you all here in Washington State. Great. You'll be um, followed by Linda. Please go ahead. Thank you. I'll be followed by Linda. Brittany? Yes. Yes. Sorry, I apologize. No, no. Brittany, you go ahead, and then Linda is after you. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank okay, you. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Um, good morning, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be talking about fear this morning. And I, too, have some fear when I speak on the line. And I'm just reminded that you know, courage is acting despite my fears. Um, yesterday on the, the 7 a.m. forum uh, um, meeting, I heard someone talk about when I have fear, uh, it's another form of selfishness, and um, it's interesting because when I think about my fears, the fear of not being validated, the fear of insecure, or the fear of not being secure, the fear of not having control, um, they are, uh, it, it's definitely relying on self. Yesterday, um, I was traveling home from a training, and 
I asked God to show me a rainbow that, you know, God, you got my back, show me a rainbow. And then it dawned on me, wow, how selfish that is, how I'm wanting to control God, let God fit my mold. Um, and then it could have been me you know, potentially jeopardizing drivers on the road as I'm sitting there, you know, looking for this rainbow. And I found such comfort and actually, like, God's bigger than that. God doesn't need to show me a rainbow. And, um, you know, God removed my fear and directed my attention to what it is you would have me be. Ultimately, it's connected. And I'm learning that connected connection comes in the silence, just showing up and being quiet. And um, if I'm having a hard time and knowing what it is that God would have me be, I'm directed to the big book um, on page 77, be of maximum service to others. Or page one, I believe it's 133, uh, ultimately my God wants me to be happy, joyous, and free. And it doesn't say comfortable. And what I'm learning is that courage and comfort, they don't live in the same house. Um, but at the same time, I truly feel that, uh, you know, the universe is, is molding me, time. is molding us, is molding us, and, and diamonds are, are formed under pressure. Thanks, Melanie. I'll pass. Thank you very much, Brittany. And Linda, I'm so sorry. We, we don't have time for you to share, and hopefully uh, you'll be able to, to share with us on Monday. Okay, well, thank you everyone who has shared. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Linda D., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Linda D., star one to unmute. Hi, this is Linda D. Can I be heard? Yes, thank you. You see, I get to share anyway. <laughs> oh, wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I'll share. Hi, I'm Linda D., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from North Carolina, today in Roanoke, Virginia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless and keep you. Until then. <laughs>